You are listening to the Massive Report podcast. In Proverbs it says, "Pride cometh before the fall." Well, it's fall, and my pride in this Columbus Crew Club is about <laughs> gone. Yep. But we're going to try to pick up the pieces here as the weather turns colder and figure out how to make the playoffs. Welcome to another Mass Report podcast. We are at Saucy Brewworks, where we belong. Thank you, Saucy, for having us, and uh, we're enjoying some beers. What do you got there, Mark? Uh, this is the—it's the—it's the tropical dub. I am not, you know, embracing that fall spooky season yet. Okay. I'm still trying to, you know, rage against the dying of the summer light. Fair enough. Well, I've got the uh, I Love You Goodbye, I think it's called. It's an IPA. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Whatever you choose here at Saucy, you will not go wrong. And uh, delicious pizza. And that's just one thing. And coffee. They have the full coffee bar set up here as well. So whatever your needs, here we are at 3rd and Michigan in Harrison West, as we try to be as often as possible. Like and subscribe, please. Sam is behind the panel and will speak whenever he wants to. And hopefully often. Maybe. All right. Drew is here. Bart is here. Bart wearing his Cleveland jersey. You know it, baby. Cheering for an Ohio team. You know, one of a couple Ohio teams that are definitely playoff bound. The other, well, in the midst of the playoffs, of course, Crew 2 Capybaras. Yeah. And we'll definitely heap praise on Crew 2 because uh, they deserve it. Wow. Well, first we got to talk about the serious stuff. We got Red Bulls for the home finale this coming Saturday at Lower.com. Uh... It's desperation, right, Bart? I mean, there's no other way to put it. No. Um, I mean, it's it. You got to win, and you got to have uh, some other. You know, Drew's going to go through all the scenarios. Oh, uh, the spoiler alert: not great. Um, uh, it is not in Cruz's hands, and that is what happens when you tie. You know what? 14, 15 times. Fifteen. Uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, and. I mean, we were, we were told, you know, all throughout the beginning of the year, we, we, we've hit on these points a lot, but, you know, throughout the beginning of the year and the struggles, well, you just got to wait, got to wait until they get their striker in there, then that's going to fix it, and then it's, well, yeah, but look at the fight from these guys, and it, 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 and it just, ultimately, there, there's, there's not, there might be some fight, but there's not the, that killer instinct because they have not closed out games, and that is... That doesn't bode well. Even if they get the playoffs, they, there's there's nothing that makes you think, you know, other than the fact that you've got some sublimely talented individual players. Um, uh, but these, this is a team that isn't even playing at, you know, the sum of their parts, let alone beyond the sum of their parts. And that uh, that's really disappointing. And I, you know, I, I think they've got a chance, you know, against the Red Bulls. They, they, they played well against them, you know, at home earlier this year. But it's – I'm still not confident about I'm, – I'm so focused on the playoffs and just not confident about that uh, – the cruise prospects there. And wins at this point, it's like, good, you needed them for the last nine weeks. Drew, we talked about this last week the 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 because we were trying to put our finger on what exactly was the problem because as you watch them play, you find things that you like. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the story of this season will be Drew, Caleb Porter standing on the sideline in the second half of games, screaming at his team to get forward, and this instinct or lack of instinct 
or the, this one survival instinct that they have that they have to pull back and defend when they don't have more than a wisp of, of a lead and it's killed them. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard this on the sidelines. One of the things Porter has been yelling is possess the ball. Yeah. And I have no idea what the team is doing in the last 15 minutes of every match, but it certainly isn't possess the ball. It's, it's just falling to the shell. Just let somebody else score. And if you get the ball, just boom it up the field, maybe Diaz or Cucho can get onto it, and then you have possession for about 20 seconds. Possession so, without purpose. Oh, yeah. No, it, the possession doesn't even last that long. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one coming up to support them. There's no one coming up to give them a chance to pass the ball so we can keep possession. And then there's there's a high press, which we can play through a high press, but we have no desire to score at certain points that there is no nobody coming up to move the ball around so that way we can get an attacking motion going. And if I remember right, Red Bull's play in such a way that they want to play a high press. It's just a track meet. Yeah. You just They will open up the middle of the field and just run as fast and as much as they can and try to get all the second balls. And, uh, and so their games are well, very entertaining, but it's so hard to predict which way they'll go. They have lost quite a bit, but they've also won quite a bit, and it's just kind of hard to predict with them. They're sitting on 50 points right now. They're in third. They lost to the defending champion, New York City, again. So they got blanked by them this season. That's a point of frustration for them. If you look at their goals for and their goals against, they're sort of like us in that regard. Uh, goals for in the 40s, a few more than us. Goals against in the 30s, a lot like us. So they've obviously been defending well. I think that they're probably frustrated with their lack of scoring. They only have one double-digit score. We'll talk about some particulars on their team here in a few minutes. Well, and if Kruid, you know, just with, I, I think, you know, so I, the amount of points that they've given away in the last 15 minutes of games, if they just kept half of those points, they're ahead of New York in the standings. Absolutely. They are in third. We've we've left, we figured it <laughs> out If we would have kept just two of the yeah. points, we'd still be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've left... And Taylor Twellman was talking about this in yeah. the telecast. Uh, we've left, if you just talk about the ties, 30 points on the table. Mm-hmm. And then if you add in the points we've given up when we've given up leads and lost, yeah. it's up around 40 points. You take, I just want 10 of those. Mm-hmm. Just give me 10 of them. Oh, yeah. And yep. That's not that much to ask. No. And they've let, I mean... I, I don't know if anybody can figure this out, but there has to be a record for the amount of points left on the table, either from ending up in a draw or blowing a lead. This has to be a record. I think Crew will probably, if they don't make the playoffs, probably have the, well, you know, maybe maybe not uh, in MLS history because the playoffs and the amount of teams that made the playoffs was smaller, but probably the fewest losses of a non-playoff team um, in MLS, at least certainly since they expanded the playoffs to you know sure. six teams in the conference, they just have seven losses right now. Even if they lost out, you know, the, the ten losses is usually you know can get you into the playoffs if you're not in you know just have an inability to score and win. So frustrating. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I look at they're not even fun to watch because you know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and that's never a good feeling to go into the second half with a lead and. 
have an utter lack of optimism about what's about to occur. That's the frustrating part is that you, you're watching, not even like, <clears throat> you're watching the entire game knowing that this is going to collapse in the last three <laughs> minutes and you're just bracing no matter how many goals uh. they score. Like, I mean, like Montreal, they scored two and they looked mm -hmm. pretty good and then literally within a four minute span, it's just, it, you know it's coming and Baffling. that's the most frustrating thing about it. And we can't win at home. We have six wins in 16 matches at home. Yeah. It's, it's just That's not trash. good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it ain't pretty. Uh, do we want to go through the playoff scenario first, or do we want to talk about a few points of order about our opponent on Saturday? How do we want to tackle this? <laughs> Bert's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll I save the playoff I don't think it matters. <laughs> Since we've sort of already started talking about Red Bulls, um, one place where we could attack them, they're frustrated with their set-piece defending. Nine of the 39 goals this year have come on set-pieces, including against uh, New York City this past uh, game that they had. Um, so that's a point of frustration for them. How do we take advantage of that? Because our corner kick game is, has been terrible all year. I, I'm done with Zell Ryan taking corner kicks. I think it needs to come from somewhere else. I'll tell you this. We will not take advantage of that <laughs> because we have not all yeah. season. Uh, hey, that, what's, didn't Mensa get one? He, and against Atlanta, who's, yeah. that's the only team he scores against. He, <laughs> he, he did that the year before, too. Uh, actually, I think he did it twice against Atlanta the year before. But... Um, so I, I noticed this in the last match um, at home. We had four players in the box on the, a couple of corner kicks versus 11. Odds aren't good no matter who's taking the corner what, kick. What is the thinking behind that? Why don't we want to put more people up? Uh, probably because you're assuming you're not going to win the header, so you're trying to get the rebound. And so you, they have a number of players sitting outside the box. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you're going to always be outnumbered in the box. But when you're more than double in the box, if they bring everybody back plus the keeper, that's 11 on four. That's You're not going to win any headers. You're hoping that something just rebounds out and you take a long shot through a whole bunch of players. That's unlikely. You're hoping for a mistake, basically. You're hoping for a misplay by the keeper. Yep. You're hoping for a bad clearance. And I don't think that's a way to play against good teams. Certainly, no. this is professional soccer. I think you have to play assuming that they know what they're doing and and try to at least get a matchup advantage somewhere. Yeah. They're frustrated with their ball watching. They play sort of a zone style in their set pieces. Uh, I was reading their, their blog, this sister blog to ours, um, and, and they're frustrated with their manager's tactics defending mm -hmm. set pieces and thinking that maybe they ought to look at it a different way. But if, if we're not going to put people to take advantage of their ball watching, they can watch the, they can watch the yeah. ball go right to their foot and they can clear it. I mean, yeah, well, we, we've started to see, you know, the little short corners where, I, like, I don't understand that. I don't understand. That takes another player out of the box, Yeah, though. exactly. It takes another player. And it's like if you're, if you're not even going to, like, one, you, you've got Lucas taking them for, you know, I, th I think everyone here is to the point where it's like you love Lucas Alarine. He brings so much to the team. Corners. Not a strong suit for him. And, I mean, you were talking about you, the players the crew have sitting on the edge of the box. Let's throw some more guys in the box. Put Lucas Elron out on the edge of the box. The guy who scored the most goals from outside the box in MLS yeah. since he came to MLS. 
have You're Darlington right. Nagby, the other guy who scores nothing but bangers from outside the edge of the box. I think those are two great options. <laughs> and put, just put Josh Williams on the back yeah. post. Yeah. Yes, every time. Bicycle kick, baby. And have and have Pedro take the corners. Well, so yeah. I think part of the issue is they just don't have a ton of players in the box. Like, if you take Lucas out of the box, or like, well, he's taking the corner kicks, but if you t- take Darlington out of the box, you take Pedro's not going to be in the box. These guys just aren't that imposing. But the, only, the other thing that it does is just make somebody worry about somebody running on, and then you can maybe run some pick plays or rubs or something to get a free player. And that's, that's why you would put those guys in the box. My biggest issue is that as ineffective as... Um, corner kicks have been and really most set pieces Mm -hmm. there was absolutely zero change the entire season Mm -hmm. to to try to spark something different or try something different or even try a decoy of some sort outside of short corners and short corners are short corners taking two players out of it right it's like a two-point conversion it works one in a million times and well, at least, at least I think the stats at least bear out for a, you know a two point conversion in some scenarios. I don't think there's you know we'll have to ask friend of the pod Elliot McKinley, but I have a hard time believing that there's. I think I think you know short short corners are the bunts of soccer, <laughs> and it's just like I like that yeah. player people that's, who just that's gonna be think themselves. That's gonna be the title of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> short corners See, are the bunts of soccer. I like those when they're a complete surprise, mm-hmm. and I feel like when we do it, it's not a surprise at all. I like those longer skidding. They're not even short. Yeah. They're just sort of those skidding balls to the top of the box. I think mm-hmm. that can be effective sometimes. Especially again, with Lucas El Rayon out there. <laughs> or Gucho. Yeah. Or to your or comparison to the butt. If you do it right, it's like a bunt when the third baseman is playing back mm-hmm. and, and you're bunting for a base hit. And th- they've seen all the film. Yeah. They know what to look for. Uh, the short corner, to, to me, at this point with this club, is just going, eh, we can't figure out any other way to do it. And I'll t- Caleb, is Caleb Porter just too stubborn? Coaches get so in- locked in to their way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And, and they... They refused it. They, no, this we've worked on this in training. We've worked on it all year. This is the way we do it. Damn it, this is the way we're going to do it. I think uh, somebody has mentioned this before. It actually might be Lucas who's like, I want to take the corners. Yeah. And that might be a way to keep your star player happy. Yeah. So it may be a coaching thing. It could just be a player thing, too. Well, again, it's one thing for him taking him, but it's another thing how we take it, how we choose to to attack a corner mm-hmm. with right. everybody else that you have on the field. As, as a coach, then if that's the case, then come up with a different package yeah. for how the team lines up. And, and four people is not it, and nobody in the back post, which every Whole team. Year. Whole year. But, but every team yeah. does it. It's, it's like baffling. It's like, wow, the number of balls that go all the way to the back of the yeah. box, and there's nobody there yeah. on, mm-hmm. on any team. It's just like, why? why? Why not put just somebody? They can literally just tap it in sometimes. It's not even just the corners. That's been... Like all the crosses as yeah. well. There yeah. is no one crashing the back post, and there has been wide open goals back there. Yeah. It, and the part of that's just like maybe the way like Derek Etienne or Diaz or Yah are playing when they're playing more inverted. But man, that's that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. That's not an excuse. And I, I would think that it. one of those wingers or somebody on that side, or or not on on any side, is thinks. Oh, this is open every time, and there's nobody there, and I'm lamenting this. Why don't I go back there and just literally tap it in every time? 
I don't know. It seems like the crew make this game way more difficult than it. There was a classic book when this game was being introduced on a wide scale here in America years ago, and it was called The Simplest Game. <laughs> and uh, I think sometimes you do have to look at it. It's sort of like what I'm asking the crew to do is, is to be honest about what doesn't work and try something else. A lot of but, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it doesn't work, so let's try something else. But this other thing about choosing to defend with the lead and repeatedly giving up the lead, that's another thing that needs to be and mm-hmm. And not just choosing to defend, but the substitutions when having said lead. Like mm-hmm. in the last game, in the game against Portland, um, I didn't understand why he took Aiden Morris out. Because mm-hmm. I'm like to waste time. The, but, but the, the best defender in the, in the midfield. Take 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 uh, take Nagby out. Mm-hmm. But you needed the physicality of Aiden Morris to finish out that game, and you did not keep it. Josh Williams was a good sub. He actually came in, yeah. was effective. Uh, who else did he put in? He put in somebody else. Yao. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, right. A guy out. that hasn't played in God knows how many mm-hmm. games and you just threw him in in a tight like 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 And he this, looked flat too. And and he and and Porter took blame for that game, but it's happened in other games where he substituted players and you're like, "Why did you do that?" Understand that you needed a sub, but that's not the person you should have substituted for. Well, and it's the, and they and they know like referees know when you're making a sub to waste time and it's not like they're just like well fine all right good on him i guess like they don't yeah they they, they're like okay i'm gonna add that time to it so it gives you absolutely nothing you get somebody who i mean at that point and again yeah caleb owned and and as he should have owned that substitution while still saying and and uh, yeah i made the bad sub and our guys couldn't clear the ball which is the case but you, you've still, you've got to, I don't know, it's just, when, when Caleb Porter first came, came here, he talked about this team being ruthless. That was the word he this used. This is not a ruthless no, team. No, not at all. Are you kidding me? It's, you get a lead, and it, the moment you do that, everybody in the world, everybody in the Western Hemisphere knows, all right, the bus is coming on. Like, it, it, it's just, and, and I mean, even to the point where, even if it is not what he wants He's, he's these players are so conditioned at this point that they they feel like they need to just play you know defense and not try to go for anything it's just why would you do anything at this point if you've got a lead and things are working why would you do anything to change that and change the mentality of your team and the approach that they are taking when you have given up so many points throughout the course of this season already well, maybe it doesn't matter because yeah. Saturday's game is sold out. Mm. You know, so they're you know they're making money. So is that one a couple place. weeks it's the ago? Last, it's the last home game. <laughs> Still, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe people just are going to have a good time and they don't care. I don't know, but missing the playoffs two years in a row is absolutely 100% unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Not for this team. Yeah, not for this team. Too much talent. Exactly. This the window is not as big as people think. It's I think it got extended when you get Kucha Hernandez. He's 23 years old. He is the you know potential to tear up this league for five, six, seven years. If he stays but, that long. Yeah. If he exactly. And but you've got you know you're not going to you may get better years from Lucas production wise just by virtue of having Kucha Hernandez now, but you're not going to get better years from Darlington Nagby. 
Um, you are you're not going to be getting better. You know, uh, Derek Etienne is in his prime. There's questions about whether he's going to re-sign. If you've seen, you know, read between the lines of some of, or not even between the lines with some of the stuff he's been posting on social media. Um, you, you've Santos. got other guys, yeah, Santos, who's 32. Um, you know, if you really think that, uh, 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 oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the guy from Trinidad, uh, Kevin Molino. Uh, uh, Kevin Molino, yeah, is you know a player that should be a starter now that he's finally healthy. He's still 31. Um, and three ACL injuries. Yep. Yep. I mean, no one, I mean, uh, Jonathan Mensa is on the other side of 38 now, or he's close to that. You'll still be able to, you know, center back. You can still get some good years bound. But the window isn't as big as you want. You need to be winning now with this team with the amount of money they've spent on this team. I mean, they probably spent more on tra the transfers for Crucha Hernandez and Lucas Zellerion than the entirety of the Philadelphia Union. Like, yep. Well, and, and um, you, you know, the Union are, they have the best academy. Yeah. You, and then, because, like, you Which even is a look, good way yes. to invest your money. Which, I mean, Crutu, get yeah, in there. They're, they're I because mean, you even look Retracted. back in, I think uh, <laughs> Polisic came out of uh, Philadelphia, it's a 1.2. So they've been doing it for a while. So that, that can be a little hard comparison. Well, uh, in the offseason, we're going to need to, again, rethink our wing play and who's going to occupy the spots. I think at this point, Yao Yaboa is a B-U-S-T, bust, bust, bust. And he was, uh, again, you don't know until you see a guy. And, and we don't know about the, the top level in Poland, but he looked good there, but he, he's not even a factor now. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a waste. I'm, I'm curious to how, how they deal with that in the offseason. Mm -hmm. Like, is it a situation that he's so bad that they literally cut him and just eat the contract? Is his contract that small or that big? That I would like to yeah. see a different coach get their hands on him and see what they can do. I Could think they, we are would going they send to him on loan? Yeah. I, th I think it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. This team, even if they make the playoffs, are not going to make a run, not the way they play. Right. And I would think that Caleb Porter would be on his way out the door. I think he? anything short of at least the Eastern Conference Finals or at least, at least you know, I think if he wins Two one rounds. playoff game, he's still there. Even even yeah, making it to the playoffs. I guess he, uh, yeah. I guess if you look at it, a body of work over four seasons, and you say you've got an MLS Cup a championship. Cup two years ago. Yeah, I know. I a cup two years ago. I was there. Playoff I was win. there too. You're probably, you're probably, you know, just just doing a Pepsi challenge, and saying, okay, look, you got to have this one one of them, you know, two se or four four seasons. Two playoff appearances, one cup, one first round, one first round win. You probably say, "Okay, I keep that." But a play, a coach as polarizing as Caleb is, and it's what he—it's as he chooses to be too. You know, it, it's there. There's there's what he does, you know, on the field from a tactics standpoint, and then there's the way he tries to play and deal with the media and fans as well. Um, that you know, rubs rubs people the wrong way. Well, that's true, and and. I will harken back a little bit to a discussion that we had when they signed Cucho and whether Cucho was going to solve this team's problem. And I think we mostly agreed that, no, he'll be a boost, but this, th this team still has other problems that they did not address, whether on purpose or not on purpose. So I think Caleb is in his last year of his contract going into next year. Next year is his That's last right. year. Yeah, so... 
do they go? Try it out, and if it, things are not working out halfway through, it's like, but then you don't want a lame duck situation. Well, it's, it's I, really halfway through, spot. that's when you go, and I'm, I'm assuming Laurent Cotois doesn't get poached by someone else. <laughs> that's when I think that that's the one luxury, and you know, we say it kind of jokingly, but I, I mean, you look at what he's done, he's you know, MLS next coach of the year. I think in a pinch, if you need somebody to you know fill in in an interim capacity, you know, rather than an assistant, which is usually what you have, I think you got that's one of the benefits of having crew too. Um, somebody who's been a head coach, who's got good vibes with him, and who's had a lot of success at least so far. Again, I know there's a big step up between MLS Next and MLS, but I think that's a good backup. And if I'm Tim Bezbachenko, I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that you're keeping Laurent Cotois at Crew 2 for next year, if anything, just as that backup. There is something to be said about how that you when you think about how MLS Next is supposed to set up, mm-hmm. you think that... The, the two coaches, the two head coaches are working together to implement strategy and overall mm-hmm. team play and stuff like that. But when you watch Crew 2 versus Crew 1, the difference in style is palpable. Mm-hmm. It is very different. It's a very different style. How and is I, it different? Well, so Courtois, very attacking. Very I aggressive. mean, I'm telling you, he's. I think they scored four or five goals yep. in the last five minutes of the FC Cincinnati 2 game. Uh, they will continue to put the they will play their way the entire game not just mm-hmm. up until the 75th now it, does he uh, to play devil's advocate does he do this because his talent is so much far and above his competition that he can maybe i mean that's that's a good point but it's it's hard to tell really because i mean, I the, mean the one team that that, that beat crew two twice got trashed this last weekend well also we never played jason russell Rowe until jason that's russell Rowe missed the other two. Yeah. And he had a hat trick in this game. Yeah. So that was a, a huge. Two hat tricks in back to back games? Yeah, two hat Oh, <laughs> four and then a three. Yeah. So, That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So uh, here's the thing about Laurent. If you decided to move him as head coach, you actually don't have to figure out the wingers because you only play wing backs. So you would essentially eliminate some of that and you would have inverted forwards. So you, it's it's a fully different style of play. You'd have to get more. You'd have to get a new center back. You would think that that Bezbachinko would go. No, no, we we mm-hmm. have to. We, you want continuity, about, right? You, you want about, continuity. Exactly. Talk about our opponent on Saturday. They own teams all over the world. Yeah. They run the same system, do they not? With all of them. I think for the that's most how part. much continuity they have. Well, part of it is also just uh, what resources like you have. So like with Crew Two. You had a, a single year to build it up, so maybe the plan was to get there, but like you kind of have to work with what you get got. And Courtois, I, I think, is just running out this formation. Okay, so it's an interesting idea, but I feel like there's a lot of unknowns here. Oh yeah, but I, you know, I hate to see people lose their jobs, but just as a fan, I, I'm just. He's, you know, when he came here, it's really funny. He's like, well, why did Portland get rid of him? You know, they won a cup. He, I think now he chose. You know. yeah, he, I no, think he, he chose, chose to lose. Yeah, yeah, he he walked away and then never signed with anybody for a couple of years. But yeah, okay. it, it was a weird kind of, you know, yeah, left, but kind of. I, I don't know. That also kind of felt like a, you can't fire me, I quit. Right. Type <laughs> situation. Quite right. okay. so, quitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I mean, I, and and again, I, I like. 
I don't have any, you know, allusions to that, like, Orange Culture. Oh, you, you know, this has got, there, there's obviously a huge gap and huge gulf. And while what he's done should be recognized and celebrated with Crew 2, it should also be recognized for what it is and the level that he's doing, performing at, and doing that at the MLS level with those players is a completely different thing. I'm just saying that's not a bad option to have as an interim right. head coach. Should and maybe he you, wins the job. Yeah. You never know. And he also, I think, has some uh, assistant coaching experience in MLS and then also played in MLS. So he's pretty familiar with the league. Yeah. All right. Well, you've got your paper with scribbles. It's like uh, hieroglyphs. Yes, my writing uh, is going to need a refill great. before we get this. All right. You can start running for it. All right. Bart's going to the bar as Drew has sketched out the cruise playoff scenarios, that's way more writing than I thought. Well, so I, I essentially got uh, fourth place to 11th place because those are uh, all of the positions that are still in play. Oh, uh, I got you. All right. Well, so, let's go So, I mean, it. New York City, they're sitting at the fourth place. It's the last home field advantage spot. They've played 32 matches, 49 points, and they have 14 wins. So they, act, they, they just need one more point to secure playoffs. Although their form has been awful. Yeah. In the last five matches, they won one. That was against New York. Yeah. So, I mean, they've just been awful since halfway through the season. And so, which is crazy because most of their points came in the beginning of the season and you thought they were going to win the Supporters Shield. So, they have fallen significantly. Um, they still have a home match against Orlando and an away match against Atlanta. In Orlando, it, you never know what you're going to oh, get no. there. And, and so... The Orlando, that's, that's the wild card in this whole thing. They're in the fifth place. They're tied with Cincinnati with 45 points. Both have played 31 uh, matches. And Orlando has 13 wins, and that's why they're above Cincinnati because right. they have 11 wins. But Orlando has to play New York City FC uh, away. They have to play uh, wherever they're going to end up with Miami in the hurricane situation. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they have a home game against Columbus, which, again, We'll see what, what happens with that. Um, so they have a pretty tough schedule. and I mean, they're, they're the wild cards in this. They could beat both Miami and Columbus and then maybe worsen on the outside to Atlanta. Uh, or they could just lose. Which they're <laughs> perfectly capable of just yes. laying mm -hmm. a big fat egg. And, and not only play. laying a big fat egg, but giving up four or five goals. Yeah or scoring four or five goals. So it's, it's really difficult to know how that they will shape up, but they, I have to say, are going to be the ones that shape the playoff field for the Eastern Conference. Okay. Cincinnati, they're in sixth place. They have the most easy schedule right now. They're playing Seattle. Uh, they're is, they're out, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think Seattle's out. Not, I, it looks I, like they're not they're officially mathematically yeah. eliminated yet. But they're they're. Are they in but, Seattle? Yeah, they're yes. they're in Seattle. That's a tough road too. Yeah, yeah, and then they have a home game against Chicago, and then Ugh. they end their season away at DC. So they oh. have the single easiest schedule to finish it. I'll just say there We're would never be nothing the nothing more Cincinnati though than shitting the bed with that schedule. Like that oh, sure. would be incredible. Now I know what to, I know what to watch Cincinnati. on uh, on uh, what do they call it? Deadline Sunday. Yeah, oh, decision, uh, decision, decision yeah. day. Oh yeah, DCU. I, I mean, just watch Cincinnati and DC United. Oh yeah, Wayne Wayne Rooney with that just like that chaos <laughs> thing in DC. He, he goes out there and tackles yeah. Lucho Acosta somehow. <laughs> 
just comes in and player player manager put out right on the signs trip. a one day contract as a player and just like you could I, still you could still do it for twenty minutes. Oh, yeah. sure. I will also say Cincinnati come into the, these last three games with great form. They won three times and tied twice. Wow. So they're 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 but rolling up just right now. Playing Chicago what and DC, what could go wrong? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, then you have Miami. We're tied with them, uh, forty-two points each, thirty-one games each. They have twelve wins. We have nine. That's why we're sitting out. They've got a negative eleven goal differential, though. Yeah, That's the second tiebreaker, right? Uh, yeah, it is. They are <laughs> wild. When you, <laughs> so. Uh, they, uh, they, I think they played a four-four draw against Cincinnati, yeah. where Gonzalo Higuain scored a hat trick somehow <laughs> and still lost uh, or tied. Uh, so they are playing away in Toronto, which Toronto's been a good-ish team. They just can't defend, so who knows how that'll go. Orlando, they have again um, at home due to weather that got delayed. Who knows? Like that could just be played somewhere, if, like in Atlanta or they're, something. They're going to have to play it soon too. They don't have a lot of time. It's on the fifth. Yeah. It's on. It's on the Wednesday when we take on Charlotte. Okay. Uh, and then they play away at Montreal. So that's not a easy schedule to end out with. So we can maybe get back above them. We have obviously the Red Bull at home to, on Saturday, or, uh, and then we have Charlotte on Wednesday. Which we start at the 16th minute, and I, I can't even remember the lineup, but I, I'm pretty sure Kucho was in that. I well, they have to they have to keep that lineup. Keep the lineup unless you sub. Well, yeah. No, no, you, you can't make a you substitution unless one of the starters is hurt, okay. and then you can make a substitution. Can you play for one minute and then make yes. a sub? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is a weird scenario. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, I, I well, have can no you have idea. like a thing like like how Lucas was injured a couple weeks ago in warmups? Could, could you have some guys get injured in warmups that morning? I mean, yeah, you just have to use your substitutions. Yeah, no, no, no. You, I mean, you might have to start the game with ten players. Well, but you can only bring the players on the bench that were on the bench. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So I don't I don't remember who was on the bench for that. Uh, and then uh, we have away at Orlando. So in our, you know. Form is we've tied, lost, tied, tied, won. This are the last five games. So let's let's cut to the chase here. If we win one and tie two, is that not enough? Uh, if Probably. that could, that I mean, could obviously get it depends us. on other teams, but it really depends on. I mean, that you're just going game for game with Miami. Yeah. So if you if Miami drops one, ties one, you're right. It's there's it's too complicated. Can we get in by tying three times? Because they're really good at that. Yeah, if Miami loses. Yeah, yeah. And then tie the other two. If Miami doesn't get a win and loses one, then yes, we could we could get there. Wow. Um, Wouldn't it be fun if we drew three more times and still got no. in? No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the saddest be march funny. of the playoffs. Yeah, it would be funny. It would be Unless funny, not fun. Unless it's come from behind ties. Like, yeah. we're coming from yeah, behind yeah. as if, opposed if to everybody else coming from behind. three of those FC Cincy games. Yes. Sam, let's be realistic. They're all going to be come from yeah. above ties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, above yeah, yeah. ties. Uh, but then Snatching ties from the jaws yeah, of victory. Yeah, right. Just uh, behind us is Atlanta. <laughs> They're on 40 points, but they've played 32 games, so we have a game in hand against them. And they have at New England and then home against NYCFC. How about New England, by Seriously, the way? Seriously. Uh, New England, like, they're, they're, they're still, still in. in. But they've had a 
God awful season. Yeah. What the hell happened? They would well, honestly. I know they, they lost what's yeah. his face. Boosa and Turner. Yeah, and yeah they lost they, some important Buchanan. Players. They can have Turner back, man. He's thinking it up for USA. Yeah. Well, uh, USA is just yeah, everyone yeah. else's. But uh, so yeah, New England's down there in 11th. They're still technically in. They have Atlanta, Chicago. I mean, they have two more matches. It'd be if the crew tied three games, they're out. Like, if any, if Miami or Columbus win any any game, then they're out. So, and then the same thing with Charlotte. Charlotte's at 38, except they have one more game. I mean, if we if we beat them, they're they're out. So, okay, or tie them really. So, it's really a two horse race between Columbus, Miami. Now, if we were to win all the rest of the matches, New York City drops all the rest of the matches, we could get a home game. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny when you think about it. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. We've been nothing but doom and gloom for 45 minutes. But, hey. Actually, yeah. we don't, I don't yeah. even know if we have to. Actually, yeah, we'd have to win every other game. Well, that all. would be yeah. equally as hilarious. I mean, again, you know, they've, they've only won nine times. Why couldn't they get three, a third of that amount of wins in the final three games? You know, of course that could happen. What's, what's wild know, is they... Just let me get one tie back. <laughs> That's all. That's all I want. You know what's what wild would be is if they goal. did that, they'd have as many wins as Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be comedic gold? Is throw all the scenarios, possible scenarios out, and MLS Cup ends up being crew versus Austin, and it would end up being in Austin because obviously they have the better position. Mm-hmm. And they've that had a be, great season. I, okay, I would actually travel I've been ignoring. That. I've been ignoring oh. them for, I come back from Korea for, for eight months now, <laughs> and they're having a great season, right? Hey, look, yeah. my, you know, my very much uh, uh, revisionist um, is actually when it came down to it, when, when Greg Berhalter left, I actually was very conflicted between Josh Wolf, because I, I wanted Josh Wolf as the coach, and then, you know, the words were coming about Caleb Porter, and this, well, this is Caleb Porter, he's a known commodity, and so I saw that, but you have to give credit to him, yeah, and only the former crew players that are down there. Which is like no half the team. Else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they've, they've done well, and they happen to have some other players that are good by proximity of being around former crew players. But, or coaches. Um, yeah, exactly, or coaches. Um, yeah. I, I, actually, it's pretty wild when you think about, like, that coaching tree from Greg Berhalter. I mean, and all those guys that are in ML. Now, Ezra Hendricks, I don't know if he'll – like, was Ezra ever with, with Greg, or was he only with Caleb? He was with Caleb last year. I don't know about beforehand. And then, um, and then you know, Pat Cincinnati. Yeah, Pat well, Olmstead. I guess he wasn't a coach. He was the no, he was. He was no, he was the goalkeeper coach. coach. Yeah. And now he's the GM yeah. for Houston, I think. All right, well, enough about this. I mean, we know what's in front of us. And it, it comes down to execution. Right, as, to, as, if uh, you win two games, you're in. As John McKay, the first coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, said when asked after a game during the 1976 inaugural Buccaneers season, the reporter asked him, Coach McKay, what do you think about your team's execution this afternoon? And he said, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> I was going to say, how many wins did they have that Zero. season? I thought that's, so. That's the best line from a coach <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Late, great John McKay. The best line. It's still funny after all these years. I'm in favor of it. And with that, no, we don't want, we don't want that to happen to our crew. We'd just no, like them to play better. The all right, let's talk about happy stuff. 
Because we've been doom and gloom the whole time. Our crew, too, prevail in the first round of the playoffs over Rochester 4-1. to one, And it was uh, a man who actually, I saw this today in the new uh, FIFA video game, he's actually a player that you can select. And he has a rating of 46. I assume that's out of 100? Yes. 99, I think. 99 is the tops. Wrong. Pretty it's good wrong. for a young man. It should, it should be way better. Are you kidding right. me? I, I, wait. Two, he's played in an MLS match, and he has like <laughs> wait, two Wait, Jason Russell Rowe of 46? That's, yeah. that's that. what I saw on Twitter today. Oh, Dude. my. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I don't yeah, know how they cook is... all that stuff up. But, you know, it, it, the fact that you can get the new he's FIFA 19. game and put him in the match. 20. He just turned 20. 20. Okay. They're going to, yeah. But you can also, like, play with AFC, you know, whatever the. the, the Rexham. Rexham. Yeah, Rexham and the other. You can the, play AFC. And their players are better. From Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Nice. Seriously, yeah. If, if the. If you know the the Roy Keane character is is better than Jason Russell Rowe, just see if, get out of here. Roy this is Kent. a mix between yeah, Roy Kent. Sorry, Roy Kent. Oh, well, he's basically he's supposed to be Roy Keane. Yeah, but yeah, actual Roy Keane. Good. No, no, Jason Russell Rowe. You hear to hear on the Master Report. Jason Russell Rowe, better player than Roy Keane ever was. That's right, Roy Keane, former Manchester Kent, United player. Him. Better than he ever was. You do actually mean Roy Keane. A legend with crew, too. And, uh, you know, this is for FIFA 23, for the, right? For the first team, yeah. Uh, so we're playing Toronto on Sunday at 5. Do I have that correct? Yeah. Okay. Toronto FC2. At, uh, at Historic Crew Stadium. Are the tickets still $10? Yeah. I think they're 20 actually. Yeah. What? Are they? Up yeah, yeah, they, yes. they upped them they for the playoffs. They shouldn't do that. It I think should they still were 15 be for the last game. It should Hold still on, be 10. Yeah, right. get a lot of people it's, there. They were, they were 20 for the game, uh, the first playoff game, because I looked at the tickets. Yeah, and then they, they were 15 for the last one. And they drew pretty well, right? It, it was all right. Bad. I saw yeah. some people in the background yeah. of the pictures. Good smoke. I was actually hoping for a little bit more since we weren't having a crew one game, but, you know, it's second division. Well, they league. shouldn't have raised mm-hmm. the prices. You'd get more yeah. people in there and sell more brats. Seriously, I mean, that, that, it, it, that was just a really stupid money grab. Like, come on, just... Sure, but season tickets, if you're a season ticket holder for a crew one, are $55 a year well, yes, for 11 and, games. Yeah, that's also not, you know, good either. There's, well, be that as it may, we have Toronto this coming Saturday or Sunday. It looks, and then after that, is it the final? Yeah, mm-hmm. October okay. Okay. 8th. Here's the clarification. Uh, this is per the press release from the Columbus crew. Uh, single match tickets for Sunday are available as low as $10 for season ticket members and $20 oh. for partial plan holders via their account manager and $30 for the general public. Really? Are you kidding me? That's, that's wrong. That, that is also... That is wrong. Is, I, would make a, I would make him 10 how, bucks for yes, the general seriously. public to get him in the door and get him interested and get him fired up. Me? You're telling the general public, uh, you know, on an NFL Sunday, I don't really want you to come. Oh, well, and, and, and it's, it's like the whole, the whole thing with the crew. bring the kids and everything. Yeah. The oh, whole thing with crew is that, like, they've made it cost prohibitive for people, you know, beyond a certain level of income to be able to go to the games. Certainly with a family, if you've got kids that you've got to feed or anything like that. And that's supposed to be the nice thing about crew, too, is that you can have, like, uh, yeah, that's maybe. that's just that is a bad decision, and uh, I criticize it, whoever idea that w- this was. Oh, I have an idea dis- whose it is. Uh, it has it's because he's got to give more money to JVD Vans. Well, that's it's just it's wrong. It's wrong. You should get as many people in that place. Hell, yeah. make it five bucks for everybody and pack the place. Yeah, 
You know, so I was there for the FC Cincinnati game. I was in the stands, actually. And um, what is really fun is there was, like, a whole bunch of youth soccer teams sitting there. And it would be great to get more of those. And, and it's going to be more expensive to get a whole youth soccer team if it's 30 bucks for yeah, this game. It's yeah. not, you're not going to do it. No. You're not going to do it. No, you're absolutely not. Well, a youth soccer team will get a discount. Sure. That yeah. is a missed opportunity. It is. And, uh, it's sad because these players have, have, have shown so well for this city. They've been great with the fans. Yeah, they're they great with the fans. They deserve to have a crowd. They were I mean, you should have, start having Jonathan Mensah freelance for Massive Report <laughs> as a photographer of those games. We, that, you know what? That was probably one of the most fun things because we ended up chatting, like me, him, and David Heasley, because we were the only, outside of Austin, who's the, who's mm-hmm. the acting team photographer, um, we were the only ones there. And Jonathan was like out there kind of like, not hiding in the corner, but he's like, he wasn't quite sure what to do. <laughs> yeah. So we walked over there and we started chatting. We're like... Yeah, try this, try this, try this. And he then got we some had good to leave. Pictures. We had yeah, we had to leave because we had to go shoot OSU football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would I wish I I wish I was able to stay and just like just kind of point with him the rest of the way. But he got yeah, he got some good stuff mm-hmm. for his good. for his first time doing it. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. That's awesome. Well okay. so Jason Russell Rowe has twenty four ga- uh, goals in twenty games. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so, I'm, so they haven't announced uh, the MLS Next Pro MVP yet, <laughs> and that's going to be on October 5th. And I don't, I don't know how it's anybody else besides him. He's a Golden Boot winner. The Crew 2 have four players. It's, uh, I think, Mo Farsi, uh, Patrick Schulte, so Jason team. Russell Rowe. And then Isaiah Parente. And Parente, yeah. All on the, the M- MLS Next Best 11. And so, no other team had more than one one player, which is just shows you how dominant they were. Yeah, and then our uh, coach was the coach of the year. So, all the individual awards you could really, and then I think Schulte, I don't think he won. Yeah, he was uh, goalkeeper of the year. Was, yeah, he was goalkeeper of the year. So, almost all of the individual awards you could win, this team has won. They are a lot of fun. If you can shell out the money, you should go. But... It's, it's great to see. I would be interested to see how they're going to transition. If you're a season ticket member, round up some friends who aren't mm-hmm. and get them the ticket deal, yeah. right? right. Yeah. And buy the tickets for them yep. and, and bring a group out. And, and crew, I exhort you, please don't look at this as some Seriously. sort of cash cow. Look no. at this as a way to bring in new fans. Look at this as a way to bring in families. Yes. It's uh-huh. expensive to raise a family. I did it. Get kids you excited watch, about soccer. And money. at that pace, the final is going to be, if they make it to the final, is going to be 50 bucks. Yeah, I mean, if you, have, if you have kids playing club soccer alone, mm-hmm. the expense is extraordinary. So please look at the big picture. Look at this as a way to bring people into the game. Don't shut people out. Oh yeah. Okay. There's there's a little girl from Barcelona Academy that was there in the in the you know old OG Nordic during that game against Rochester. She was just having the most fun. She's wearing her you know bright yellow Barcelona. And the Academy kids don't games. care. They love it. Yeah, They're like the I'm at a crew game. Having a great time. They don't yeah. care. And look, it's I mean treated you know and, and, and fans like as they enjoy this you know look they can move up too just like you know crew players can move up okay yeah. Make if this they enjoy story. going to that but this can be their entrance and entree into 
the soccer, professional soccer in the U.S. And then if they like this, they can go to crew games, which from, you know, the actual atmosphere and experience obviously blows it out of the water. But the product at Crew 2, it's great, fun to watch, great team, great players, so just so fun with the fans. It's great. Baseball screws a lot of things up, but... I can take a family to a Clippers game and and it's because they're county owned baby dog night and and uh, you don't you don't feel like you've been ripped off mm-hmm. you know you have a great evening you got to look at it that way for years upon years upon years yes. when Abby and I first got married we would go to Reds games and they still had $5 tickets mm-hmm. to go to an, M- M- an MLB game and we went to like I think the first year well, we were married Well you can get them for 5 bucks now you, you, <laughs> right <laughs> they'll pay you 5 bucks to go to Boston I'll put you we played at Pirates <laughs> Reds tonight we went for to 20 dollars <laughs> we went to like 20 games just because we could ride the bus literally yeah. from the end of our street mm-hmm. and take it all the way down to the ballpark and spend 5 bucks and hardly like concessions weren't terribly expensive mm-hmm. and it was just like yeah and that's a major league baseball yeah it's well, that was, i think there's also the, you know the 100 or 82 games that they got to play but right it's still but i think now the cheapest the cheapest red tickets i think is 12 dollars yeah well the secondary market is uh, oh secondary market yeah. give another all right well but hey if crew 2 tickets are now on the secondary market hey, man <laughs> <laughs> all right well we got to run Real quick, USA nil, Saudi Arabia nil. Uh, how concerned are we going into the World Cup? Because that's the last two nothing. I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, definitely concerned. Mm. I realize the game was in Spain. There was nobody there, but it was uh, Real Murcia or something. It but I said looked it looked like real America. Up. Yeah, uh, on the yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like in the stands. I, uh, I mean, who knows? I mean. I would rather the team come out flat in this match than the World Cup, but this does not bode well. No. Uh, so also the fixtures beforehand. I think in the last like six matches we've won one, yeah. and that was against Morocco, and then we've tied or lost every single other one. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's I think those matches are more or less just like let's see where everybody's at, and then kind of go from there. It's not like I don't think. First of all, the first game was against Japan, and Japan is a ball of energy, and they came out and they looked just tired. And I, I don't know what it is with American coaches and not being able to deal with teams pressing, uh, because that seemed like that seemed like a major issue for them. Um, I didn't well, watch the Saudi Arabia game, but Greg Berhalter, he's never had any problems with that. Right. <laughs> no. But yeah, we gave it, up a chance in like the 13th second too. Right. You just you just want to see where where the guys are at, whether they're injured like Pulisic, and you want to see how he's doing, or they're not playing regularly on their team, or you know they're you're trying to try something different tactically, even if it's just a minor change of how somebody plays. If that's if that's what you're looking at as prep for the World Cup, then this is fine. But you know, U.S. U.S. Men's National Team Twitter panic is real. Oh. I can only imagine. I, you know, I, I got to be honest. I've just sort of been my my head for the because it's in November. It's like, oh yeah, the World Cup is coming. You know, mm-hmm. the World Cup and the holidays all at the same time. Yeah. Yes. 
So, Good luck arguing with your families at Thanksgiving over watching soccer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Instead of politics, it's whether to watch the USA. No, wait, USA England's on Black Friday, yep. right? right? Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. seen the commercial with with John Hamm playing Santa Claus? And yes. They call him and they're yeah. like, uh, the World Cup is during the yes, holidays, yes, and he yes, was yes. like, "This is my time. How am I going to compete with that?" Because <laughs> I think the final is just like a week, maybe less before For, Christmas. Before Christmas, yeah. exactly. I think it's well, like you know, 19th. I think it, yeah, we we don't need to talk about Cutter tonight because that's that can never this sort of scenario can never ever ever happen again nope, no but as far awful. as it being on the calendar now it's sort of a, a novelty i suppose mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting and we'll see how uh our our clubs around the world deal with having to have a world cup in the middle of their season i'm worried about that mm-hmm. because a lot of these players are not going to get much time in camp before the world cup to figure out maybe some of the things that weren't working in this last camp. Well, that's that's kind of like if you've got a coach who's got a very rigid system that he likes to employ versus, you know, putting together a formation and game plan based on the available players and form that it might not bode well. (laughs) I don't know. Hypothetically. I'm wondering who you're talking about. (laughs) Let let our listeners guess. If you know, write us, tweet us. We just, your right. guess who that coach might be. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Uh, we've, we've, uh, and I apologize if everyone is like, you guys are such a downer. Well, you know what? Let's tune in next week and have happy stuff to yeah. talk about. Like and subscribe, and uh, we'll be more positive. Thanks to Saucy Brewers. Do picks for the game? No, we did oh. not. Oh, right. We got to do picks uh, for the I'll game. I'll be positive here. My prediction crew win 2 1. But right. make it very nervous because we give up a goal in the 80th minute. Ah! And ah. We, are, we are stuck defending for the last 13-odd minutes. And uh, it's a very nervy 2-1. So it was 2 to nothing, and we, we hold on to the 2-1 win. Sam? Uh, it's going to be 1-1. Uh, 1-0, crew? 1-1. 1-1. Bart, I'm gonna, I don't know how you deal with this. I'm going to go with a uh, 3-2 crew win. Um, crew with a 3-0 lead going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they concede uh, two goals, you know, within the final um, uh, uh, 10 minutes. And then uh, New York makes them yeah, save. Puts, no, New York puts one right off of the, you know, uh, uh, crossbar and uh, bounces out and Mensa clears it and... No, it's called off for VAR. That's what it is. (laughs) No, I know VAR too well. That would not happen. I'm going to be real boring here. I'm going to say nil, nil, nil. That's that's a bold statement playing against New York. (laughs) They're either going to score or they're going to give up a goal. (laughs) I don't know. I just, like... I, I got to be weirder than Bart. Yeah, That's exactly. my thing. That's right. yeah. So this is the only no, time I go weirder yeah, than Bart by saying no one's going no, to no, score. No. If you're going to be weirder than Bart, that would be nil-nil with the Josh Williams hat trick. <laughs> All right. Well, All called off by Bart. No, no, no. <laughs> by he's he's going to get three yellows somehow. <laughs> three yellows. Yeah, they'll forget about one. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Josh I'm, Williams hat trick is like a yellow, a red, and a goal called off by Bart. <laughs> I was one. I swear to God. I was – because – I went to Washington State. I was watching the Oregon game the other day. I've never seen this happen. The the officials lost track of the down. And they actually rewound the game two plays and put the ball back. 
because our coach, Jake Dicker, is going, it's second down. And they're like, no, it's third down. Now it's fourth down. He goes, no, it's second down. It was second down. They go to commercial. They come back and they go, well, after further review, we didn't know what down it was. So who knows? He could get three yellow cards. It, it has happened in a match before. <laughs> Not in the MLS, but it has happened before. Oh, I'm sure. There's been millions of matches and millions of leagues. Who knows? All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Saucy Brewworks for having us. Sorry for being so loud. We had a lot of stuff to be loud about. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a good result on Saturday, but I ain't holding my breath. We'll talk to you next week on the Mass Report Podcast.